Hugs all around on the Illini sideline. Brett Bielema will meet his friend Paul Christ at midfield. The Illini go to 4-1. and one. They dominate Wisconsin today. 34-10, fell behind 7-0 in 10-7. Rattle off all those unanswered points. And Brett Bielema returns to Wisconsin with the Illini, and he has them 4-1. We'll see you Saturday night against Iowa. Be there, get your tickets. You've got yourself a really good football team to watch in Champaign. Final score, Illinois 34, Wisconsin 10 in Madison. I really thought coming into this that Illinois had a legit opportunity here and, and, and chance to win this ball game in a place that is tough to win. I did not think a 24-point margin of victory. I don't know that there were many that thought that, but Illinois maybe thought that coming in inside that locker room, and they have uh, made some noise here today and done what has not been done in 20 years. Some of the Illini football players were not living. The last time Illinois football won in Camp Randall Stadium where we sit right now, it is our rapid reaction with the Fasteners Etc. postgame show coming up. But first... We bring you our rapid reaction brought to you by Cozad Asset Management for over 45 years, striving to serve financial needs and build lasting relationships with clients. I'm Scott Beatty, and he is Michael Martin. You know what? We we played a stereotypical Big Ten game. Illinois did. And Wisconsin, we, we were on the other end of those games where we go in, we think we're competitive, and then the wheels fall off. That's the game Wisconsin played. The game... Illinois played was we handled business, we made sure that we kept to our assignments, we played good ball, we didn't let up on defense, we didn't let up on offense, we did our jobs, and that's how you win a game. That's how you win a game like this. And just that 20-year stretch, I was <laughs> I was in third grade when uh, Illinois last uh, won in Camp Randall. Um, it's just, it's, it's so good for the program moving forward, um, and you have a great opportunity to uh, show your fans next next week in a night game against Iowa what this team really could be. It could be, it could change the trajectory of things. You talked about in pregame how uh, Illinois needs to kind of not let hope elude them, as Bob Zupke would say. And Wisconsin threw the first punch, and very early it felt like, uh oh. Is Wisconsin going to do what Wisconsin does again? Instead, Illinois bounce back. Sometimes you're on on the road of life and you hit a flat tire in the middle of the night. What do you do? You find a way to fix it. You get help from friends, and you find yourself in Madison, Wisconsin, a little bit later than you planned, but here you are with a 34-10 to 10 victory. That seems oddly personal, Scott. Uh, it Just sounds came like came to me as an analogy. <laughs> you may have had some trouble getting here, but uh, yes, uh, I, I was concerned after that first uh, punch in the mouth. And uh, I was like, okay, well, let's see how we react. And we couldn't really get anything going on offense. And then Graham Mertz throws an interception. 
34-10, the final now in eerily quiet Camp Randall Stadium, but we will not expect the phone lines or text lines to be quiet. You can relish this win. Tell us about what you liked. Maybe you didn't like it. That's all good. Fasteners Etc. postgame show is next. The phone numbers are 217-356-9397. Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 217-351-5357. You're up next. Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for Fighting Illini Athletics. News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Fasteners Etc., your partner in inventory management. Call us with your thoughts on the First State Bank Illini fan line, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, the Fasteners Etc. postgame show with your hosts, Scott Beatty, Evan Kahn, and Michael Martin. Well, Illinois is celebrating a 34-10 victory from Camp Randall Stadium in Madison. It hasn't happened here in 20 years, and one of the largest margins of victory over these Badgers in a long time. The last time there was a bigger margin of victory for Illinois was 1988 against the Badgers. Welcome in, Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Text line, you heard it from Gene call line you heard it as well we're happy to have you here 630 texter says heading home from the game now this feels better than the 2019 win that being the uh, upset win with the uh, james mccourt field goal that win felt more like an exception says the texter than actual progress this year to see the improvement on the field for vegas to acknowledge the progress and the spread in the game and for illinois to go out and dominate this feels like we may have really something here that is sustainable I hope next week's game is absolutely packed, but to do that, the DIA needs to lower their prices for the game. They raised the tickets to $75 minimum for next week, which is going to price out a lot of people. We can talk about that, but I, the crux of the text here from the uh, 630 texture, I, I do agree with this. Um, was a bigger opportunity cashed in. Now, don't take away one of the signature uh, games in Illini football history with that upset win in 2019, but um, that did... That was such a surprise where this felt like this program is in a different place because of this win. And I get it. Wisconsin is probably not feeling so much like Illinois is in a different place as they're feeling themselves in a different place. But this was a quality win. Yeah, most definitely. And you, each each season is so incredibly unique. But what makes this game special is that uh, I won't say that it's a, a coming out party for uh, Illinois in the Big Ten. Um, but what I will say is that, you know, you're showing signs of, hey, it's not the same as it was. We're changing things. Like, we're, we are turning the tide of this, of this program. And um, to handily beat a Big Ten opponent, which has, been, uh, which has been very, very good against your team, you know, you, and really competitive on the divisional level, winning, I don't know how many division titles they have, but to be able to show that, hey, it's it's a little different now. 
maybe you should expect a little bit more out of Illinois. So um, let's go uh, to the yep. Sorry, to cut you off, friend. But let's go to the phones, yeah. and they're waiting there. Benny usually texting, so he's on the phone. Hey, Benny, you're on. Hi, with Scott. Us. Hi, Scott. Hi, Michael. I normally would text, but not today. Uh, what a great victory! I am. My congratulations to Coach Bielema, the coaching staff, and the players. I am so proud of what we just accomplished today. What a great win! I'm, I'm just so happy for the team, and I, I can't wait for next Saturday. Illini Nation, enjoy the victory today, tomorrow, the rest of the week, until next Saturday. Let's get those Hawkeyes. Thank you for taking my call. Go Illini! Thank you. You're welcome, Benny. Next time, bring some energy. We really appreciate it. Marty is in North Carolina. Hey, Marty. Morning, Scott and Mike. Actually, afternoon. What am I saying? Well, you're used yeah. to calling on Saturdays. I know. In yes, the morning. I am. I am. A uh, great win. I don't understand why you guys are so confused about it because they beat us 24 to nothing last year and just shut our offense down and made it look anemic. And we beat them by 24 this year and shut their offense down and made it look anemic. Seems fair. I see. Seems fair. A uh, the other observation I make, and I. Ex- with apologies to Calvin Avery because we didn't play a nose tackle. This is the best pair of defensive tackles Illinois has had since a couple guys named Tharp and Butkus back in the early 80s. And Tharp won the Big Ten MVP that year as a defensive tackle, and that doesn't happen very often. So uh, it's fun to watch them. Let's hope they stay healthy. And, uh, yeah, I agree with Benny. I'm glad he brings energy. Let's get the Hawkeyes. We owe them a little bit. They'll be tough. Their defense is just as good as ours. I hate to say that. But their offense, not so much. So let's hope we avoid the turnovers again and just uh, play the kind of game we did today. I was looking at these three games here in a row against West Division opponents. Really, there's four consecutive, but there's an off weekend in there. But three in a row with Wisconsin, Iowa, and Minnesota. And I came in thinking, well, you'd love to win two out of three. And and if you can get the first one in front of you, that's a really good start to try and do that. And then all of a sudden, you know, we'll get to the scoreboard later. But, hey, Minnesota lost at home to Purdue. Uh, and it's just right now that I, there's just no clear cut best team in the West. I think it's wide open. This is going to make it a lot of fun. Hey, Marty, appreciate you calling in. Let's keep it going here on the phone lines. Two one seven three five six nine three nine seven. Sam is in Washington, Washington State, D.C. D.C. All right, nation's capital. How you doing? How you doing, Sam? I'm doing great. Thank you guys for taking my call. Hey, I just want to follow up to uh, th- that text you read, just the importance of getting a packed house in Memorial Stadium next week. It's, it's been a lot of fun to follow Kansas this year. They just had their second consecutive sellout this week. And following along, they've done a lot of things right, a lot of the little things right that, that frankly, I think we have we've struggled with this year in terms of the fan experience. They're offering, you know, new perks, new concessions, new vendors, you know, making it easy to accommodate a big crowd. Um, the first texture you you you, uh, you read brought up the seventy five dollar ticket. That's just you know, think for a family of four. That's a three hundred dollar outing just for the tickets itself. I really hope the DIA considers a sale. There's there's nothing more important than a packed house next week. It's a huge game for the program, and you consider just the you know the the drop in the bucket that ticket sales are compared compared to the overall revenue picture. 
I hope we're not being, you know, penny-wise, dollar-foolish here. This is a, a huge game for the future of recruiting, a huge game for the future of keeping the staff bought in here. I'm sure um, that, they'll, that, that, that the staff will have plenty of options. We'll take note of how many people are in the stands next week. Um, and most of all, for the players. They've earned this. They've played their butts off this season. They should be 5-0. and I think everyone who's paid attention recognize that. Um, I just hope the athletic department does everything uh, within their power to lower every barrier and get 60,000 people in there next week. So thank you, guys. It's a great day. Let's hope we follow up with another one next week. Appreciate it, Sam, very much. And uh, I don't know how ticket prices are set. I don't know the calculus of all that. I haven't researched what other prices are uh, around the Big Ten or, or, or the country. But, um, you know, I think that, you know, the, the old line is can for a family of four. And I've got two young kids. And despite my uh, efforts, they're not gainfully employed yet at ages 10 and 6. So I understand that's a, that's a little bit steep uh, on the young ones if you're uh, – you know, it, 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 it would give you thought, but I, you know, if you're for adults who are all invested fans, I, I could see where they would swing that. And this is a really big game, uh, maybe the biggest home game since the North Carolina game back in 2016, coming up in a week. Yep, most definitely. And one thing I will say is that more likely than not, this is one of those games where it's going to be a lot of people invest and uh, want, want to go, and Illinois absolutely has to perform in, this, in the game against Iowa because you can this – is, this is an opportunity to get people to truly buy in. And there have been times in the past few years where you have that opportunity and then you let it fumble away. Think about the Rutgers game last year. After, I'm pretty sure that came after the Penn State win, mm-hmm. and like, oh, is this is this for real? And then at the very you lose by a single score. So I, it's going to be very important to to lock in um, as as a team. With this is an exciting win, they they need to get over it fast and lock in to give the fans a great experience and. I think that the DIA is probably going to make something happen to try to make it a packed uh, game, but um, that's outside of my expertise. Well, I, I could tell you that uh, Illinois, it's been a little bit since they've really underperformed under Brett Bielma since about the Wisconsin game last year or so. Uh, I'm not saying that they weren't disappointing or didn't have problems, but I'm talking about a feeling of wow, they just weren't there. They didn't show up, kind of thing. You know, even this year, the Indiana game, there were a lot of mistakes, but they were right there in it. So I do expect Illinois to be very competitive in the game against Iowa, and I'd be curious to see where that line comes out at the beginning of the week as well. All right, one more here on the phones uh, for our first segment. That is, Paul is with. A, we're hitting all the coasts. Paul is in Seattle. Hey, Paul. Hey guys, uh, I'm so proud of the Illini. Uh, doing so well in Camp Randall, uh, one place I haven't seen. Uh, but I uh, just wanted to say, um, did we throttle back the offense like at the five-minute mark uh, the game or four or five-minute mark just to kind of ice it? Cause it seemed like we got a little conservative. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, to, to answer your question, we were at the point where it's like, okay, we have a comfortable enough victory. We just need to run the ball. Make sure that we get those 40 seconds off the clock and try to try for a first down. But if we have to punt it away or uh, uh, we actually gave it up on a fourth down, um, it's not the end of the world. We were comfortably ahead at a certain point in the fourth quarter. 
and then we we dialed it back. Didn't try to push anything. We had ta- I'm pretty sure we had taken Chase Brown at uh, Chase Brown out um, at the time. Just a he doesn't need those extra carries and that extra beating. Um, so yes, we did dial back uh, intentionally, and that was by yeah. 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 Hey, thanks, guys. Once again, go Illini, and I will be at the Big Ten championship game when Illinois reaches it. Sounds like is that this year? Yeah, this year. I'm expecting Illinois now to win the Big Ten West. That is the first Saturday in December. Thanks, Paul. We'll be there. Okay, bye-bye, guys. Boy, a win on the road to Wisconsin is building a lot of good vibes, as you can see uh, across the fan base. And, look, Wisconsin's not ranked. I don't know that uh, you put it in the category of stunning upset or anything. The line wasn't that huge, in fact, in terms of the the spread, but it, it still makes noise and energizes a fan base because this is a team you're not used to beating. You just don't see it uh, uh, very often. All right, we'll come back. We'll name our MX Electrifying Player of the Game. Got a lot of texts to get to, and we certainly welcome more of your calls. Fasteners, etc. Post Game Show. Phone number 217-356-9397. Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 217-351-5357. The conversation about today's game continues on the Fasteners at Sarah Post Game Show. Join in by calling the First State Bank Illini Fan Line, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling Text Line, 217-351-5357. DeVito turns, gives to Chase, up the middle, he goes, he might be home free, 20, 15, 5, touchdown, touchdown, Chase Brown, touchdown, Illinois, what a huge run, 51 yards, and the Illini in business with a touchdown. Actually, officially 49 from the other 49-yard line, but... It's a big burst from uh, half of the field, either way for Chase Brown, and that was a dagger. It was a two-score game before Chase Brown burst out there midway, more than midway through the third quarter, and Illinois rattled off in this game 27 unanswered points. They trailed 10-7 to very early in the second quarter, seven seconds into the second quarter, as a matter of fact, and... Uh, well, they were trailing all the way till 7.31 in the second quarter when Tommy DeVito snuck in. The Illini took the lead and never trailed again. More calls and texts here in a moment, but first our MX Electrifying Player of the Game. MX Electric wants to be your electrician when you're in need of electrical service for both residential and commercial projects. Give them a call at 217-359-7293 to schedule your project, and remember... Relax, call Max. I mean, it's definitely Tommy DeVito sneaking the ball three times for touchdowns. Um, pretty impressive. Uh, I think that if, if we want to be analytical about it, it kind of shows that you miss a big back like Josh McRae. He's still on the mend. But something that I was concerned about after the Indiana game is how viable is our QB sneak against a Big Ten line? Well, it doesn't get more Big Ten line than Wisconsin, and we were able to get a, a good burst up front. Um, very impressed with Tommy DeVito's play, uh, and obviously he's the 
uh, electrifying player of the game. Yeah, and there's you know in a, in a game like this, there were so many things that went went well, but uh, Tommy Vito stands out uh, just because. And I like your point there. No, Josh McCray and a couple of textures have pointed out that you do see the need for him. And Illinois almost got snuffed out there uh, in a goal line situation and got bailed out by a couple of penalties from Wisconsin in those types of situations. But yeah, Tommy DeVito. He was just a gamer today, and he just did what he needed to do. So Tommy DeVito, our MX Electrifying Player of the Game. Uh, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm not a social media prowess by any measure, but uh, I saw a, I think a Big Ten network said, who's the best quarterback in the Big Ten? And there were six pictures of the guys, and and he wasn't on there. So mm-hmm. I, I, I captured it, and I sent it to him and his dad. I said, I want to vote, but my guy's not there. And we, his dad fired back, Coach, it doesn't matter. I'm all about the wins. And that's the way they're wired. But, you know, Tommy, when I meet with those pro scouts, I tell them, listen, whatever book you have on him at Syracuse, it's okay to file that thing away. Let's look at what he does here because he's really yeah. beginning to grasp what, what football is all about. Tommy DeVito had uh, seven rushing attempts for a total of negative two yards, but he scored three times on the ground with a long run of, of four yards. Obviously, he's not a uh, that type of quarterback in a true dual threat, but he's savvy enough, and I, I just like his pocket presence. Um, you know, he, he's not necessarily bombing it down the field, but he's he's avoiding some of the issues we've seen in the last couple of years, and he does it... Um, with some moxie as well. Oh yeah, he gets his guys fired up, and he today he protected the football, which was so incredibly important against a team like Wisconsin, and it just it's refreshing to see. And one thing that I will point out, I'm so glad we we're going for it on fourth down in the red zone. Um, it just it just shows a shift in mentality that hey, we can get this, and yeah, it shows a belief. Yes, absolutely. Um, and the two of the times we went for it on fourth down, I think they were both in the first half, we ended up extending the drive because of opposing penalties that both of them we ended up drawing. So, I mean, there's more to offensive football than just getting the yards. You can force the uh, the team to make the opposing team to make mistakes. Let's get back to the phone lines, 217-356-9397. And let's go to Cerro Gordo and Billy. Hi, Billy. Hey, Billy. How you guys doing? Hey, we're we're doing great. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, you know, the hard work and the, what these guys are doing to turn this program program around is pretty amazing. Hey, a couple things. Um, one, uh, I called last week after that Chattanooga game late. You threw a couple hot takes at me. One that Albert Pujols would not hit seven hundred home runs. Wrong. Uh, what was the other one that Ryan Walter or Lenny would be gone first before Walters? I still don't. I still don't agree with that one. But um, as far as the line for next week, I'm going Illinois minus four and a half, and we got to get the DIA to change this ticket thing. We cannot outprice our product just after one game. We've got to have that place full, and if they outprice it, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I, 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 I just I'll be real curious. Yeah, if they do not do do anything, and I don't even know if they're considering it or not, but. Uh, they don't do anything. It'll be it'll be really interesting because uh, again, it's a uh, you you just want a big game. You're off to a really good start, but um, that's that's a that's a that's a pricey ticket. I don't know. Uh, We're on our way. You know, it, it's funny because uh, I my cousin's getting married next Saturday night, and I'm trying to get my way out of it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you like your cousin? <laughs> I, I like hope you him, like your cousin. He's kind of a second cousin, so I'm trying to see if I can get a sick kid in between now and next Saturday. So, well, Billy, uh, I'll tell you, I'll <laughs> tell you a quick story. I have uh, someone that I'm very close to. Um, he went. He w- went to his cousin's wedding um, in the 1980s. Um, uh, it was the Michigan game in '83. Um, <laughs> he went to his cousin's wedding instead of that game, um, and that was the tremendous uh, win for. Uh, Illinois, Mike White, had yeah. A big, yeah, just rushed the field, the whole kit and caboodle. Well, he missed it be- because of a wedding. They ended up getting divorced <laughs> way back. <laughs> so it's like, ah, I'll do him a favor. I'll do him a favor. I'll just go to the game. I got other cousins. He'll be all right. Yeah, I'll, I'll make I'll a promise. The they won't get I'll divorced. I'll do a good. big check. Well, here's here's I th- here's hoping Illinois. This isn't the only big game ever in Illinois. Uh, you know that there'll, there'll be more to come. And you know what? If they beat Iowa the week after for homecoming, you could argue that'd be even bigger. Because then, well, uh, the what? You'd be looking for a bowl eligibility and uh, exactly. a chance for at least a 500 season. And Iowa can't score. I mean, we've seen Iowa; they're atrocious. I mean, their offense is just so bad. I mean, when you look at Illinois, if you compare Illinois. Wisconsin and Iowa, we have the better defense, we have the better offense. These are these are solid wins. These aren't lucky wins. These are solid wins. I've got some Wisconsin fans who are already complaining about the officiating from the day. Well, we saw the officiating, what happened with the Indiana game with us. So this is kind of us getting a little bit of payback here. But it's sad that bad officials have to uh, make that big a deal. But that was, not the deal. that was not the deal today's game. Thanks for the call, Billy. By the way, sure uh, speaking of yep, yep, speaking of uh, weddings, Evan Kahn today at a very important wedding for two very important people in his life. So uh, that's why we're missing him today. But uh, that is all right. Next up, Todd in Weldon. Todd, you're on with us after Illinois beats Wisconsin, thirty-four to ten. Hey, you know Devito and the three scores. That was that was huge. But Chase uh, Brown, man, he's a man's man. He's just a beast. I, I think that guy could start for a lot of NFL teams. First uh, Illini ever to start five games in a row in uh, the season, to start the first five games of the season with more than 100 yards rushing, and uh, six in a row going back to the Northwestern game last year. So that's a program record. And I think I saw that he was uh, ninth on the list of running backs for the NFL draft for this year. Uh, I don't know what round that would be in, but uh, you know, sort of ninth on their boards. So oh, I, think I, I do think I do think he has more than a legitimate, more than just a chance. I think there's a good likelihood he'll be playing on Sundays. Hey, I'd take him in Pittsburgh. <laughs> but I also want to uh, hat off to this defense. We haven't had a dominant defense like this, and I don't know how long. What do you got to go back to Simeon Rice and Derek Brownlow and them guys? Yeah, I mean it's this is uh this is harkening back to the '90s. Yep. And this is this is an exciting team to watch. This is exciting football. It's must see TV. I'll tell you that. I'm I'm really jacked up about this team. We're going to a bowl game. Glad you called, Todd. Hey, thank you. To Urbana and Sherry with us on the Fasteners Etc. Post Game Show. Sherry, do we have you? Well, hello. Uh, I want to thank uh, Coach Bielma for bringing joy to all all Orange and Blue fans 
It's wonderful having a passing game. They're a joy to watch on both sides. I want someone to clarify something. Somebody is talking about $75 tickets. Is that for four people? Because $75 no. for a family of four? No, per per person right now. The minimum price of seats available right now, if you don't already have a ticket, is $75. Ah, uh, too much. Then I agree with all of you that what we need is a full house, and I hope the orange and blue come out, and I hope they lower the price of those tickets and go Illini. Thank you very Thank you. much, Sherry. Appreciate it. Here's a guy who's always fired up after Illinois wins today, 34-10. to 10. Down in Tolono, it's David. Hey, David. Hey, how you guys doing? I uh, haven't called for a while because I haven't needed to because uh, I'm watching a, a guy who I know can coach, so I don't have much complaints there. Uh, they have an outstanding defense. They're certainly going to win the West. And uh, <laughs> don't worry about Iowa. I agree about the $75 tickets. Uh, that's ridiculous, but uh, based on Illinois' track record. But we finally have a competent coach with a competent coaching staff whose players execute what he tells them to do in practice. And uh, their defensive line is great, uh, and, and I have no complaints. I have no complaints. Uh, I, I, I didn't like Chase playing in a little bit of the fourth quarter and the third quarter, but ah, that's nitpicking. But uh, – Really, the only team that's going to beat Illinois is a team that can pass the ball. Uh, if you run against Illinois, we will crush you. Look at Wisconsin's yards today. Their leading rusher, I think, didn't even ha- hit 10 yards. So uh, if you run against Illinois, we will crush you. If you pass against us and we play that little bit of zone every now and then, he, he doesn't play man-to-man like I would like, uh, we, we'll give up some yards. Uh, but uh, the outstanding job, uh, I, can, you know, I, I thought they'd go to the bowl game at the, at the beginning of this year. Uh, now the question of is which bowl game. And uh, so I'm very pleased for them, and I look forward to eight or nine or ten years in a row of going to a bowl game and a Big Ten title every now and then. So uh, we'll be seeing Ohio State uh, in December. Y'all have a wonderful day, and uh, go Alina. David in Tolono, you know, going to a bowl game every year and Big Ten titles every now and then. That's that's what Wisconsin's been experiencing here, and that's what they're nervous about that isn't going to happen uh, this year. Not just the Big Ten title part, but even a, a bold chances because they just fell to two and three, while the Illini are now four and one uh, in this. Uh, still not even halfway through on this season. Um, I do think the the Illini play more than the standard amount of man. Uh, there's more uh, analytical guys that could uh, and gals that can break things down and the number of plays and all that but uh, I think relatively speaking Illinois does play a, a lot of man and that's what does uh, afford them and, and you know what Wisconsin was kind of picking things apart there in the early going and again the last time they scored 14 minutes and 53 seconds left in the second quarter so nearly three quarters of the game they were shut out yeah and mm-hmm. um, one thing that I will say about um, our defense is that we've been able to adjust um, and that is so incredibly important um, as a as a football team to be able to adjust and uh, exploit the the weaknesses that you can see um, and I think that definitely showed in the second half uh, adjusting in our in our secondary and I'm pretty sure we shut them out in the second half correct yep yeah, yeah. so so again that that field goal at the end of, at the beginning of the second quarter was the last score right so yeah shut them out in for three quarters of the game. Adjustments are so incredibly important. That's what Ryan Walters is really good at. Yes, and we've done exceptionally well 
uh, with that. All right, we'll step aside. We have uh, a lot more to go here. Fasters, etc. Post game show. Just appreciate for a moment, by the way, that uh, this show is is for for you, the fan, and we appreciate your contributions. So this is not me coming at you. I'm just saying. Usually, when people are calling upset about things, they're upset about the play on the field or the coaching decisions. Right now, they're upset about ticket prices. That is an indication of where things are at with the program, i.e., things are going well for football right now. Oh, yeah, most definitely. It's it's one of those things like uh, last year uh, it got brought up that um, – it was hard to get to <laughs> to the station after the game um, for our post-game show. Um, well, that's because we've been involved in the game all the way until the end of the fourth quarter when people are staying in their seats. So, um, I mean, there, there are small changes that, like, oh, it's so inconvenient. Um, and, uh, I mean, getting out of the stadium, inconvenient. One thing, cost of a ticket, inconvenient. Uh, uh, inaccessible is another thing. I will say that, but... Um, these are nice problems to have. Back in a moment, join us, Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Illinois at the Wisconsin 1, leading 14-10. Ten and a half to go in the third quarter. Into the teeth of that student section. In their red, they spread the field. Quarterback keeper, DeVito, across the line. He's three for three. Touchdown, Illinois. And the Illini lead in Madison by 10 with 10.24 to go in the third. DeVito behind that big offensive line surges ahead. And a touchdown, Illinois. 20 to 10, the Illini lead over Wisconsin. That's a great call by Brian. Three for three. He's three for three on the sneaks. Tommy DeVito capping off drives by uh, taking the ball in. And by the way, Illinois uh, capitalizing off turnovers as well. Uh, they took uh, took advantage of an interception by Kendall Smith, turned that into seven points. Uh, they took advantage of a muffed punt. A muff kickoff return, that is. Turned that into points. Took over from Wisconsin on downs. Turned that into a field goal. So I counted up 17 points they scored on turnovers. I don't know what the official stats say on all that, but it was a good day for the Illini. All right. Uh, ticket prices are a topic here on the postgame show as Illinois will host Iowa a week from today. Um, I'm just going to read some of these texts that are coming in on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. I, I haven't independently verified this, so I'm just passing along what people are saying. Uh, to give an idea on ticket prices, Purdue starts at 30 Indiana the same, Wisconsin 40 different costs when buying bundles. DIA, I'm sure, recognizes this. Hopefully they'll adjust them. Uh, a different texture from the 314 says the price for Big Ten games have been $75 each for five years, except for the horseshoe and outside the 20-yard line. What's the big surprise? $99 in Iowa. When I looked at it, just to for reference, though, when I last looked at it, every seat, horseshoe and outside the 20, was a minimum of the $75. So I think that's what's... Uh, getting some people on that, if that's different. I'm not positive, but I, that might be uh, a different. Um, so, yeah, Michael, you referenced the Michigan game. Um, a texture says, I was at that game, and it was a blast. And um, where's Jim from Rockford, somebody asked. We could maybe stop and say hello on the way home. Um, also, 
Where's the guy from Wisconsin, Ben Brust, or whatever his name is? He can eat our heart out. He can eat his heart out. Ben Brust, a radio guy here in in Madison, former Badger basketball player. He's a host of a, a sports talk show and made uh, some viral news this week. He was rather upset that Wisconsin was only favored by seven points. He's not saying that it was a bad line. He was saying that Wisconsin has fallen from the standards that they believe in, that uh, that uh, that Illinois is kind of catching them on their heels, but he uh, definitely made some friends and enemies at the same time. Well, he also uh, called Illinois, he referred to Illinois as a, uh, let's just say something I will not repeat, um, uses the uh, the a word, but <laughs> just like, mm, okay, well, I mean, you're you're passionate about that, but there's there's a difference between uh, being concerned about uh, being upset about how your team is performing, and then insulting other schools. So, we'll see. Um, he's he's getting plenty of it from uh, from Twitter right now, and um, th- I mean, this may be a uh, this may be a narrative for him going forward amongst Illinois fans, but. We'll see. <laughs> uh, somebody said that uh, uh, I'd love to hear how he is uh, a feeling now. And on the uh, ticket uh, 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 conversation, 217 texture says the tickets have been priced at $75 for Big Ten games since tickets went on sale this summer. Supply and demand, I think the higher prices keep Iowa fans from buying them. Remember, Iowa almost always sells out their stadium, and it's cheaper for them to drive over to CU to watch their team. Maybe the DIA can offer a promotion to Illini students into Memorial Stadium next Saturday night. Go Illini. Speaking valid, of... Valid point. And again, I, I, I'm just real, passing along what people are texting. I appreciate it. I We don't have time or the resources right now to sit and verify it, but tickets are $75. Right. And to to be clear, supply and demand, I'm looking at a, a secondary ticketing site uh, right now. I won't say which. No free advertising. But um, um, the cheapest tickets are $61. So, I mean... It's about a 20% discount at certain places, but I'm also looking at that $61 ticket being in the horseshoe, which is uh, apparently not as expensive as um, others. So um, w- we'll just have to see how the uh, how that shakes out, but I would imagine that, um, Il- that the Illinois Ticketing Office is going to be very incentivized to make sure that uh, Memorial Stadium is packed. Somebody's asking uh, was is to maybe tongue in cheek, maybe not, saying they want to meet the plane uh, when it arrives back in Champaign and carry Brett Bielma all the way back to his house. Um, so uh, right now it is uh, scheduled to uh, to land about 4:35, but I don't know if it's uh, no. I'm sorry, that's a that's the wrong one. It, right now it's scheduled to land uh, about a quarter after five. Um, but sometimes they schedule them and they get off the ground a little bit different time. But I don't know what the protocols are uh, for meeting the plane these days and this this day and era. Uh, but if you want to go out and greet the team and do it in a way that is helpful and supportive and not obstructing things, uh, that's that's what you could do out there at Willard. All right, a couple of folks have been waiting on the phones, and we do appreciate it here on the Fasteners Etc. Post Game Show. Illinois wins thirty four to ten. Phone numbers two one seven three five six nine three nine seven. Chad is out in the fields enjoying the harvest. Chad, you're on with us. Hey, guys. How you doing today? Got me all right? Yeah. How are the fields? Oh, things are, uh, things are looking beautiful. We've got the field. We've got the year. So what's on your hey, mind? I, uh, 
Yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Chase and the performances that he's been having, you know, uh, knocking off 100-yard games at a pretty regular this year. If he continues to do that over the course of the season, uh, why is he uh, not entering the, the Heisman conversation? Are running backs just not part of that conversation anymore? Is this an elevated development program? What do you guys think? Well, it's very much become a quarterback uh, award, um, although there have been um, guys that have entered into the uh, conversation. Um, but we'll have to see. Um, w- one thing that is definitely going to play a role is the the perception of uh, Illinois to the national media, to the Heisman voters. Um, Illinois right now is not a national brand, so those voters may not necessarily be watching those games. Um, that can change as Illinois progresses and if they continue to win. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see how that ends up shaking out. I think uh, um, I think the hashtag on Twitter's uh, Heisman hashtag Heisman Chase. Um, mm. you know, he's chasing after the Heisman. Good one. So um, yeah, it the the Heisman is. Um, yeah, I mean that'd be very nice. Illinois hasn't had a Heisman uh, Trophy winner. I think it, their highest. Uh, um, finisher was Dick Buckus uh, when he was a player, and he was an offensive center slash linebacker. So, um, yeah, it's going to be tough. Uh, Illinois is not going to be respected by national media for a while. They have to make sure that they get the respect that they need. Um, and right now, there's there's going to be a narrative out there that Illinois hasn't played anyone. Um, they lost to Indiana. Wisconsin's down this year. That's going to be the sorts of narrative until we prove to them, hey, uh-uh, no, we're the real deal. And it's very difficult to put a, up a defensive performance and, for that matter, an offensive performance like we did against a Big Ten opponent like Wisconsin. But people are going to be naysayers until we this team proves them otherwise. Yep. Yep. I, I, if he keeps doing what he's doing, it, it, it'll it'll come up. You know, you had some, quote, weaker opponents, and like you said, Michael, it usually goes to the national brands, uh, at least in, in the early get-go. And, um, you know, you have to uh, – people have to pay attention to – you have to, you know, kind of make a push for them too. You have to advocate for your guy. And no doubt Brett Bielma is one of the best at advocating for his guys and it comes to those types of things. So we'll see how it shakes out. Hey, Chad, appreciate it. Happy harvest, all right? Yeah, thanks, guys, and I uh, hope maybe I started the type Thanks a lot. Hashtag Heisman Chase. Next up, we go to Nancy. Nancy is in Urbana. Hello, Nancy. You're on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Hi. I just wanted to um, make a point that early in the game when we were on the uh, in the red zone getting ready to score and all those penalties kept happening, um, Coach Bielema um, – caught the refs doing like not or they had it i didn't quite understand it but it was something about um needing to accept the penalty which gave us a fresh set of downs and i didn't quite understand all of it but i thought that was a good catch by him and that helped us get a new set of downs and score early on before we i think that we might have taken the lead there but i just wanted to point that out and get your guys' thoughts on that. Yep, so I can explain kind of what happened. So um, it was a pass to Tip Ryman, um, and he, he he caught the ball. 
I think he took a step or two, and then he was tackled and ended up dropping the ball. So he did not survive the ground um, in the catch, and they ruled it not a catch, um, I think. Um, and what ended up happening is that Illinois had – I'm trying to think. No, what happened was they actually did rule it a touchdown. Um, sorry to get all backwards on you. Uh, they did rule it a touchdown. Um, so, therefore, by logic, they have to decline. They have to accept the penalty. Right, which which cost us five yards, uh, but still maintained our first down. Um, if they had um, not accepted the penalty, the touchdown would have stood, um, which would have allowed us to maintain that score. But it was kind of confusing at the time because oh. initially they called it not good. Um, Got it, it. That that entire series, Nancy, was so incredibly confusing with how many penalties uh, went which way. Um, and I think Wisconsin had some legitimate beefs on some of those calls. Too. Oh yeah, most definitely. But you know we've all seen them go the, the wrong way towards Illinois, so uh, things balance out usually. Okay, well thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. It does point out. I mean that was savvy. I mean, hey, you know, Bielman knew he wasn't going to get points. He wanted it down, and it really helped him out. So it's just he, um, he's a pretty good game manager. Yeah, um, most definitely. So, uh, I mean, that would, that's just awareness, um, and I think the refs were confused at some point um, just I, because I think it really did get called no good uh, on the field, and then um, during some of the discussions it, they had reviewed it, yeah, um, I think there wasn't an, an incomplete at first called. Yeah, yeah. Uh, seven oh eight says would love to see a full house next week at Memorial Stadium because Brett and his guys so well deserve one. But the seventy five dollar tickets and the horseshoe and the nosebleed seats in the balconies are a serious problem. I can afford a ticket, but what about those families who want to go? The DIA needs to give consideration to them. Another texter says, here's a reference point for you. I was able to buy a parking pass for Virginia and Chattanooga for $9 at the State Farm Center on the secondary market. The cheapest parking pass for Iowa is now $40 on the secondary market. I'm thinking about selling one in my driveway. I live within five miles of the stadium. <laughs> Uh, that that that's a bit of a hike. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, two one seven says just got home from the game. Despite the score, the Wisconsin fans were great to me and my family. Lots of compliments on the team. One guy even said he missed Bielma. Guys, we have a team. Go Illini. I will say this. What's not to like about people from Wisconsin? I'm not talking about their teams. I'm talking about people from Wisconsin. The, the they Wis- make cheese. They make cranberries. Did you know Wisconsin's one of the uh, one of the uh, chief exporters of or growers of cranberries i mean come on i didn't know that but uh all my interactions with uh the wisconsin fans were were pleasant um i don't think that i ran into um one a single uh fan that was like oh you know forget you you're illinois no didn't get that um they were all more concerned about their own team and their own team's performance and um, the concourse that I had to walk through to get from the sideline to um, the press box at halftime was filled to the gills with uh, with red Wisconsin uh, clad fans. So, and I didn't have any issues with any of them. They're very kind. Um, I think they're more concerned about the performance that their team is putting out there right now mm-hmm. uh, than they are about. Uh, well, I forget you, Illinois. So, um, overall pleasant experience 
News Talk 1400, 93.9 FM, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, Light Rock 97.5, WHMS, Champaign-Urbana, Scott Beatty and Michael Martin in Madison, Wisconsin. Evan, off this weekend. Appreciate the great work from Joey Wright and Allie Adams in studio in Champaign today as Illinois beats Wisconsin 34-10. And uh, let's see, one more here on the tickets. Uh, my ticket at Air Force versus Navy today was $30, which includes Included parking directly outside the stadium. Go Illini. So a 719 checking in there. Another texture says Purdue uh, ticket office lists horseshoe tickets for $30 each for the Purdue versus Northwestern game. Not exactly a barn burner, but okay. $75 is too high. But a 901 says I pay over $120 in gas alone to come to the Illini game. And uh, football, $85 per ticket is not too much to see the t- team the way they are playing, worth every penny I have paid so far this year. Go Illini. Phil in Collierville, Tennessee. That's a beautiful area of the country. A lot uh, coming in. Uh, let's see. We will step aside for a quick moment, come back. We're going to get our keys to the game. Also check the scoreboard. That is straight ahead. Join us here on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. It's the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show. You can weigh in on today's game by calling the First State Bank Illini fan line, 217-356-9397. Or texting the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. And Burks is in the gun on third and long. Here comes the Heat. He is in trouble, and he is out of trouble. Now he throws, and it's intercepted. Intercepted by the Illini. Near midfield, Nicholson gets the pick. And the Illini have their second interception of the game as Mertz was running for his life back there, and he threw a really bad pass right to Nicholson near midfield. The Illini have a chance now on the Badgers' side of the field to take the lead. Kendall Smith had one today. Taz Nicholson with an interception as well. And Illinois using the turnovers to beat Wisconsin 34-10. Scott and Michael with you here in Madison. Beautiful October day. Windows are still open uh, and should be nice clear sailing too on the uh, on the way home. Let's um, hop right to it and get a check at what else is going on scoreboard-wise if we can. Joey Wright back in studio. Thank you, Scott. And indeed, let's take a look at what's going on around the country here, starting with some top 25 battles. Alabama and Arkansas going at it today. SEC battle, and it's second-ranked Alabama, 21, Arkansas scoreless, and Fayetteville, 257 left for the first half. 12th-ranked Utah at home, leading Oregon State, 42-16, the score there. Third-ranked Rutgers hosting or uh, pardon me, third-ranked Ohio State hosting Rutgers. Have that a little backwards. 21-7. Buckeyes looking good. 4.08 left second quarter. Oklahoma State 16. Baylor 3. That's at halftime on Fox. Baylor 16 and Oklahoma State number 9. Penn State 14. Northwestern scoreless at halftime. Penn State is number 11 in the country. 22 versus 23 in Tallahassee. Wake Forest 22 leading Florida State. 
or pardon me, Wake Forest 22nd in the country, 21 to 23rd ranked Florida State's 7. They're nearing halftime. 17th ranked Texas A&M on the road at Mississippi State, trailing 7-0, first half winding down, and then some final scores from play earlier today. 4th ranked Michigan takes down Iowa, 27-14. Kentucky losing to Ole Miss on the road, 22-19. Oklahoma Falls to TCU. TCU unranked. Maybe they'll get some votes next time around. 55-24, your final there. Purdue and Minnesota. Purdue pulls out a win, upsets the 21st-ranked Golden Gophers 20-10. Kansas State takes down Texas Tech 37-28. Kansas State was just barely in the top 25 at number 25. Later tonight, Georgia. Top-ranked team in the country, they're at Missouri. NC State, number 10 in the country, at number 5, Clemson. Top 10 ACC battle there. 24th-ranked Pitt hosts Georgia Tech. 6th-ranked USC hosts Arizona State. And 13th-ranked Oregon hosts Stanford. And taking a look now, we'll queue up some Big Ten scores. Ran through a few of them already. So a couple of unranked games in the Big Ten. Michigan State trailing Maryland 21-13 nearing halftime there and uh, later tonight Indiana and Nebraska gonna go at it as well and guys that's a look at what's going on around the country appreciate it uh, Joey and as the uh, Big Ten West standing stand right now they're trailing 14 nothing but Penn but uh, Northwestern is still technically in first place in the Big Ten West because <laughs> they're one and0 in Big Ten play I don't know that they're gonna beat Penn State here they're already down halftime 14 to nothing if they fall to one and one it would be a five-way tie for the Big Ten West lead including Illinois at one and one Purdue Minnesota and Iowa but there's a lot of season left it's just fun to uh, look at that but Nebraska and Wisconsin Owen 1 and Owen 2 there, respectively. Uh, let's go to our... Do we have anything here on the phones? Yes, we'll go to Dave in Urbana. Dave, you're up with us. Hi, guys. Uh, on the uh, ticket situation, I would suggest uh, season tickets still start as low as $144, maybe up to 255 except for premiums. Uh, if you want to jump the bandwagon... Uh, then you got to pay up. What they've done for years is the uh, fans from opposing teams, the section they save for them, whether they used to be like 40, 50, now they're 75. Uh, it seems to me if you can only go to a game or two, give the rest of the tickets away. What they want to do is they want to sell out the stadium with season tickets. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, I didn't realize that, but that, that's maybe a good idea. It's kind of like. Uh, you know, the old, I, I only need six hot dog buns, but they sold me eight, and so I'll just buy the whole package anyway. Um, right. If, if, you know, if you want to jump the bandwagon, you, you're going to have to pay a little more. I, I see what you're saying. Somebody else has texted in. Um, you could have bought the entire season for the horseshoe for $154, which is 22 per game. Cheapest ticket. Okay, I was, I was 10 bucks off. I knew they were around 140 150 yeah, I mean, I don't know. This, this texture is saying what, maybe at the beginning of the season, maybe things have changed. But, yeah, you might – you might just do that way. Yeah, they are. They, they I think generally, uh, athletic departments are concerned about not letting their stadiums get swarmed by opposing fans. And as somebody else pointed out, Iowa is close. They could send a lot of people over because Absolutely. Iowa are, does Iowa, that when we don't have Ohio State or Michigan. But uh, they, for years, you know, they have uh, have taken up uh, a large portion, and and that is revenue. 
Um, and and this is really nothing new. You, if you go back and look at uh, uh, Big Ten ticket prices for uh, the Ohio States, the Michigans, maybe even the Iowa and the Wisconsins, you're going to see a premium price to other Big Ten schools, let alone non-conference games. That's a really good point. Appreciate it. Dave, thanks okay, for calling. Uh, all right. Nelson, uh, you guys, it's a great day, great win. Uh, look forward to next week. Yep, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Larry in Springfield says, a great win. I've been a fan since 1976. I'm so glad to see us do a beatdown on Bucky Badger. Let's not get caught up in the ticket prices going forward. The talk shows can discuss it next week. Let's celebrate the win and the direction this program is headed. So that uh, are some of the thoughts here. You know what? I'll just go back to it. The program is headed in a direction where the fans are wanting to go to games, and then they're upset about ticket prices. So, well, I mean, that there's there is a positive to this all, and you do see some more of the logic if you get into the second level here of of why the ticket price. If you make it too accessible, then you're not giving it actually opportunity to your fans to get in. But also, um, they make a point: you may just be better off buying a season ticket. The DIA would love you to use those season tickets and come to all the games and, you know, buy the popcorn and the the concessions and all that. But uh, that's also a way to keep uh, uh, Iowa and Minnesota fans or whatnot from just snatching things up. Right. And, y- you know, um, I don't even know what to say about the ticketing situation because, you know what, I looked at uh ticketing site again um, and I decided to do a, a faux checkout just to see. I forgot about all the fees that they stack on top, and the cheapest ticket is not $61. It's $79 per ticket. Mm. So um, it, through the DIA website, um, there's a flat $12 fee that goes on top of however many tickets you buy uh, at its value. Um, so at volume, it's cheaper to go with the DIA. <laughs> so... Um, you know, plan accordingly. Uh, I would plan now. Um, uh, doesn't take an economics major to uh, say that, uh, you know, if supply uh, gets low the, and the demand is high, prices are going to go up. So, um, but for now, you know, it's nice to <laughs> have to talk about these problems. And uh, one heck of a win today, Scott. Absolutely. And we will talk about that win. We'll do our keys to the game when we return in just a moment. Illinois. Smothers Wisconsin here in Wisconsin. Yep, you heard that right. 34-10, the final. Back on a moment on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I know there was some uh, flinching at the line of scrimmage. I know what they're doing. I coached Jimmy. I know what was happening on the defense side of the ball. I thought our guys really bought into. I didn't you know, want to do uh, injustice to my time here, right? I know a lot of things. We talked about how we were going to prepare for the fourth quarter jump around. We talked about how we're going to take advantage of the blue locker room. We talked about how we're going to be able to take advantage of the low, you know, uh, the crowd and where it was at, the win factor. So our, our guys really, it's fun to group, uh, you know, really to coach this group. They're just, they just buy into what you're selling. Uh, they take it to the bank and, and, and reduce, re- reproduce 10 times over. Brett Bielma talking about a win here in Madison, somewhere he's something he's done a lot in his life as a head coach, but this is the first time he's done it as a visiting head coach. By the way, he denies his friend and former coaching colleague Paul Chris the opportunity to tie him in all-time wins at Wisconsin. The next win for Paul Christ would do that. But right now, Chris stands at third all-time with 67 wins, and Bielma still with 
68 wins all-time in Madison. As for his Illini career, Brett Bielman now 9-8, and eight, and it's been since uh, John Makovic that there's been a plus 500 uh, coach in the first 17 games of his career at Illinois. You want to hear a technically true stat? Uh, uh, no, I well, I don't want to hear an untrue stat, so. <laughs> technically true. Tommy DeVito in, threw for 700 yards. <laughs> in games, in Illinois versus Wisconsin games, played at Camp Randall, Brett Bielma has always won. So he's always. He's always won at Camp Randall when Wisconsin plays Illinois. That's true. Technically true. Yeah, he's just, he's and he's done it from both sides. Very good. Paul in Champaign, Texas. On the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, I think it's hilarious that after a great team win like that, everyone is only talking about ticket prices. Uh, and, well, yeah, and again, that means there's there's usually there's about – we've had discussions on this program with people about I have tickets and I'm not going. And uh, people have uh, offered you tickets, Michael, saying they don't want them anymore. That, that happened not too long ago. So uh, – I guess tickets is what I'm saying are always going to be talked about on the show. Again, good problems to have, mm-hmm. and if we can continue on this trajectory as a as a program, well, maybe it, fans are going to need to plan ahead uh, because you're not going to have as many opportunities. Um, but ultimately, um, there are a lot of there are a lot of year things going into this year that were making it a prove it year, and now we're just seeing a rebound from that where tickets are a certain price and um that's kind of the way it is right now we'll see how uh how that will shake out but ultimately i'm not a ticketing expert neither is scott um neither are many of the fans i'm not talking about all the fans but many of the fans so um we'll we'll just have to see but hopefully we can uh, get the stadium filled up for hail to the orange out tonight uh on a football side of things 217 texture football. says uh, on the of course, as the as the defense has played so well this year, and it's we'll mention some of these stats, but uh, the, we've talked about this a bit. But are are these basically the same guys on defense that Lovey had? Yeah, they weren't all starters, but here among the very regular uh, starting slash you know first in as second string uh, guys that I can tell that are not were not here when Lovey Smith was here. Calvin Hart Jr. That's it. Matt Bailey, um, maybe Tyson Rooks. I'm not sure. If yeah, he's you're right. In, you he's know, in the I don't know we saw Indy. Bailey much today. Um, yeah, T-Ra Gabe Akis. But yeah, and I was like, I, I'm, I was kind of putting T-Ra in the third. Um, okay. okay. But yeah, here. Predominantly. Let me, let me let me go off the the starters. Uh, Johnny Newton, Keith Randolph, Calvin Avery. All love you guys. Um, Seth Coleman. Lovey guy. Tariq Barnes, Lovey. Isaac D'Arcangelo, a transfer, but transferred in uh, while Lovey was still here. Devin Witherspoon, Taz Nicholson, Lovey guys. Sidney Brown, Kendall Smith, Quan Martin, Lovey guys. All right, here are the guys that are, you know, very significant trib- contributors on defense that weren't Alec Bryant, Calvin Hart, T. Raw Edwards. Rashawn Wilkins, Terrell Jennings. Those are all transfers. And then freshman Gabe Ackes, Matthew Bailey, Tyson Rooks. Lovey and crew brought in good talent and good defensive players. 
He was not maximizing them. He had not developed them. Some of that because they were younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was not using a scheme that was effective. But he knew what good defensive players were out that could be out there. So, yep, that's a good point. If you're going to fly a plane, you got to be able to take off, fly, and land. And, you know, they were not... Um, he put, he, he put some wings on the plane. He, he did, and there are guys like Nate Hobbs that uh, did exceptionally well under his uh, under his um, scheme. Uh, Jake Hansen as well um, that are uh, at the next level. But um, to be able to maximize the potential out of someone um, is not the same as just identifying that they have that potential. Exactly. Uh, Illinois defense has allowed in the last four games. A total of 169 yards rushing. Wow. 169 yards rushing. You could give up 169 yards rushing easily in a game and not think that that's terrible. We've done that in the first half. 34 points scored by the Illini today mark the first time since 2002 that they've scored at least 30 in Madison. Um. Illinois held Wisconsin to two yards rushing, the fewest yards rushing for the Badgers at home since being held to 12 yards. Uh, Is that right? Since uh, 2007? Is that right that they were held to two yards rushing? They were held to two yards rushing. Two yards. I mean, there's some... some, The Badgers. I I think that sacks uh, count against rushing um, instead of passing. So there is some... um, their nuance to it, yeah, yeah. Right, like how Tommy DeVito has negative two yards but three rushing touchdowns. Right, right. Um, so, you know, stats only uh, only. But here, your so leading much. rusher, yeah, I mean, Mertz was net minus 22 rushing because of the uh, – but, uh, okay, take out Mertz and his sacked yardage, the, the combined rushing of the rest of the backfield. It's 24 yards total. The big gainer was uh, – was Malusi with 16 yards. Braylon Allen held the two yards rushing. Two. And I th- two. I think those Malusi yards came uh, later in the game when we were, you know, just trying to um, close out the win. Mm-hmm. So Isaiah Williams, your leading receiver with seven catches for 31 yards. Brian Hightower, uh, leading guy in yardage with five for 59. Uh, Chase Brown, of course, another big day. Argue that he's a player of the game as well, but uh, 129 yards for him on 25 carries. Reggie Love contributed 16. Tommy DeVito with three sneak rushing touchdowns, 167 yards through the air. No touchdowns, no interceptions. Our keys to the game are brought to you by Rudy Wealth Management. With uh, excuse me, Rudy Wealth Management, family-owned wealth management firm that strives to help clients achieve their retirement goals. Hickory Point Bank roots right here in Champaign-Urbana. Hickory Point Bank invested in game day spirit, the best selection of University of Illinois apparel. I would I would say that um, Illinois did not allow Wisconsin to play the type of game, the type of tempo that they want to, and that's Wisconsin's game plan, uh, generally speaking. Um, we were not out physical. We out physical them, and it shows in the final score. Um, we did not give them an ounce. Um, so ultimately, out physicaling um, Wisconsin was the difference of the game. Um, I talked about special teams, and special teams um, was actually <laughs> a key to this game in that it was 
a significant reason why Wisconsin did score. Yep. Some of their early drives especially had very favorable uh, uh, drive starts because, not, not frankly, not good kickoffs and therefore long runs back, so they were starting in good position. If they were starting deeper, this maybe is a shutout. Um, so I, I would say in a way it's – but on the flip side, Caleb Griffin, you mentioned it plenty. Uh, it was talked about in the broadcast. He was hobbled. He was still able to be money on his uh, field goals. Um, and and Hugh Robertson held his own So as a punter. So I, you know, I talked about special teams in pregame, so I wanted to bring that up. And uh, those are our keys to the game. Illinois, though, I mean, it's kind of getting repetitive, snuffing out their opponent's attack on offense – and holding them down, it's just, this is something special with what they got under Ryan Walters. We're back on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. You can join us right after this. Yeah, you know, I think he had an 80-yarder get erased by a penalty, right? Yeah, so that's right. He's just a uh, – Pat's a, a very um, uh, – I think very aggressive receiver. He's got size. He's got speed. He's got ability. Uh, catches the ball really well. Plays hungry. Um Isaiah, you know, just as, as again, just another guy that shows a lot of dynamic playmaking ability. Uh, and I think, you know, that combined with, you know, Chase, hopefully we'll get Josh McCray back in there. I thought Reggie did a good job at the end there, and, and as well as Chase Hayden. So we've got some weapons. I think we had nine guys touch the ball uh, receiving-wise before the half. So uh, the more we can spread that around, it makes it hard for defenses to lock into just one guy. Illinois won uh, 34 to 10 today, and uh, top rushing performances against Wisconsin here in the last 10 years. Chase Brown's today 129 yards. That's third best in the last 10 years for a visiting rushing back. Mohamed Ibrahim from Minnesota had 151 two seasons ago. Justin Jackson from Northwestern back in 2015 had 139. So it's pretty rare to be scampering up and down Camp Randall here like uh, Chase Brown did today. Uh, we've uh, we've had a, a, a day here in Illinois makes a statement, beating the Badgers by the highest uh, m- scoring margin since 1998 between these two teams for Illinois on the winning side of it. And they clamped down on the Badgers, not letting them score in the final uh, 70, uh, excuse me, 44 minutes of play. They uh, held them to a touchdown in the first quarter and a field goal at the very beginning of the second quarter, and that was it. Three turnovers for the Illini, take, three takeaways from the uh, the Badgers, and uh, the Illini also sacked Wisconsin two times, five times, excuse me, sacked Wisconsin. So oh. a very good, very good day. Yes, most definitely. One thing that I am noticing – um, that has been very different from the past few games, is that we only had five receivers catch balls today. Usually it's been like eight, nine, mm-hmm. ten. I think we had, we were up to 12 at one point um, for one of the games. I can't, uh, I can't remember. Um, but only down to five, which is surprising, but uh, based on the uh, past, the most recent history. But um, overall, just Illinois... Illinois came to work, they came to play, they handled their business, and now they're going home with a win. All right, we'll get one more look here at our scoreboard before we do the last call on this one. Joe Wright has updates on the Big Ten and Top 25. What do you got for us, sir? 
Yeah, Scott, we'll take one more look around here. Let's go back to the Big Ten to start with, why don't we? Rutgers and Ohio State playing in Ohio right now, 28-7. The halftime score, third-ranked Buckeyes on top of the Scarlet Knights. Penn State, number 11 in the country, leading Northwestern, 14-0. Second half just started. Maryland leading Michigan State, 21-13 at halftime. Michigan, number four in the country, 27-14 over Iowa. In Iowa, the final score from that one, Purdue beats Minnesota. A little bit of an upset. Golden Gophers were number 21 in the country, 20-10 your final. And then later tonight, Indiana and Nebraska will play to bring up the caboose on Big Ten play tonight. Top 25, second-ranked Alabama at Arkansas right now, leading 28-7 at the half on CBS. Ninth-ranked Oklahoma State and Baylor, 23-10. Second half just started. Baylor, number 16 in the country, trailing again by 13 points. 22 versus 23, Wake Forest and Florida State and Tallahassee. Wake Forest leading Florida State, 21-7. 17th-ranked Texas A&M is at Mississippi State, and they're trailing 14-0, halftime 10 seconds away. Ole Miss takes down Kentucky. 14 defeats 7, 22-19 your final from Mississippi. TCU, big win over 18th-ranked Oklahoma. Corn Frogs were unranked. We'll see if that changes after a 55-24 win. Kansas State was just barely in the top 25. They take down Texas Tech, 37-28. They hold strong in Utah. Number 12 in the country, they beat Oregon State, 42-16. Games tonight, top-ranked Georgia at Missouri, 10th-ranked NC State at Clemson at 6.30 tonight. At 7 o'clock, Pitt hosts Georgia Tech, 6th-ranked Arizona State at 9.30. 6th-ranked USC, pardon me, hosts Arizona State. Misspoke that game, little Pac-12 after dark action. As we see with Oregon, they're number 13, and they'll host Stanford. And, guys, that's a pretty good look at what's going on around the country. Busy day, uh, college football, a lot of ranked matchups today. Absolutely, and by the way, just to our right as we're looking at it, the old field house here in Wisconsin will host Illinois and the Badgers tomorrow in volleyball. That's a 1 p.m. first serve, and you'll hear it on our AM and FM side on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. Also, Illinois soccer in action tomorrow. They're hosting the ninth-ranked Northwestern Wildcats. First touch, 1 p.m. at Demersion Park. Should be a beautiful day to watch some soccer in person. That's their sock Fest. We'll do last call, last chance. If you have anything, now's the chance to text us, 217-351-5357, or give us a call, uh, 217-356-9397. The preceding program was an exclusive.